Hey, friends. Hi, Matt. Welcome to another table chat. <sighs> Thanks, man. I've, uh, I think this is my first one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you came on the program today. <laughs> we typically talk. No. Long time uh, listener. First time long guest. <laughs> first time caller. Yes. First time guest. Uh, speaking of that, uh, that was a joke that Joel Rocky made. We do want to get back to uh, kind of interviewing from some folks from our church. Uh, I think those were some of my favorite episodes uh, of Table Chat. So yeah. they just take a bit more coordination. Um, so we, we just got to get do. our act together and do Planning. some of that. So, yeah, Other than you fun. texting me and saying, hey, let's record three real quick. Right, we like, need okay. to record these now. Okay, go, 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 go. When do you have time? Um, so uh, this is a... This is a quick one. This is just um, a reflection that I had on a prayer. Uh, one of the prayer books that I use is a book called Centering Prayers. Matt, I know you use this book as well. I use it. Uh, by Peter Traben Haas. And it's a one-year daily companion for going deeper into the love of God. But basically, I use this. At, they're very short prayers. I'm going to read one um, here in just a second. But they're very short prayers um, that lead me into a place of contemplative prayer which mm. we can talk more about that later, uh, kind of what that means. But essentially, contemplative prayer is just sitting quietly with Jesus. That's maybe a, a good way to talk about it. And these prayers really helped me to sort of get into that uh, space. Yeah, me too. I think. Anyway, this is from April 26th. And the prayer begins like this. It says, Lord Jesus, eternal Christ, I make my claim on reality requesting. And he goes into this list of requests, it starts with forgiveness for every debt, provision for every need, strength for every weakness. And um, I was just thinking about how the, just that first sentence, that first fragment of a sentence, I make my claim on reality, requesting, how it frames the whole prayer, um, really helpful for me, helpfully for me, as prayer not being begging God to do something. Prayer is less about begging God to do something, and prayer is more of a apprehending of reality. It's making a claim on something that is real. It's not begging God to make something real that isn't. Yes. Um, so it's 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 reality. So that just means that the way that things are now, now that Christ has been raised from the dead, is that there is forgiveness for every debt, that there yes. is provision for every need. Yes. And and so. It, it just puts some meat on the bones for me of this idea that prayer is requesting things. And we, it, prayer is requesting. Prayer is petition. We are asking, seeking, knocking, um, you know, uh, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. But the posture is not one of desperation, uh, but one of mm. hope. Like the posture is one of assurance that... Um, this current state of things where there is not forgiveness for, you know, there's not provision for every need, you know, et cetera. All of the things that we see where this is not God's will is not being done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. It's being able to name that as like, this cannot possibly last. This cannot possibly last because Christ has been raised from the dead. Yes. And then prayer is kind of like this calling of the future into the present, the calling of reality uh, to, to sort of manifest itself. Um, anyway, it framed it really helpful for me, helpfully for me. It helps me pray in confidence and not sort of this empty kind of wishful thinking. I don't know if you have reflections on that, Matt. Yeah, I think that you can often enter prayer anxious and exit prayer more anxious. <laughs> right, right. Because the things I just asked for seem so unrealistic. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. I think that prayer is opening ourselves up to what's real. 
Yes. And that this prayer states that explicitly, even though I think mm-hmm. all great prayer is implicitly that. So, yes. so, and, and it kind of, what, what I love about this prayer book, I highly recommend it, is that it jars us out of our religious performances or perfunctory mm. uh, things that we do or yeah. um, how things become kind of second nature or um, un- we sort of slip and slide into these ditches and this yeah. prayer book jars me out of my ditches. Yes. It, it confronts me with the strange, still new to me world of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Because I think I slip into sort of a naturalistic, materialistic, dualistic mm-hmm. kind of way of just being, because that's what our world is. And yeah. I need, I need my prayer to wake me up again. Mm-hmm. that's not real. And I think he does yeah. that well. And then yes. I think the thing I want to name about it is I, if I try to pray a spontaneous prayer as a means to control God or get God's attention or convince God to do something, I can do that without, I can do that without even waking up. I can do that in my sleep, mm-hmm. but I can't pray. I can't pray that prayer. Mm. That prayer is so hard to pray as a means to control Yes. In the sense that it draws me or pulls me into this surrendered, consenting, releasing, mm-hmm. opening, unclutching yes. uh, posture. Yes. Um, and so it. I need that. I need to spend as much time yeah. with God in that place as possible. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, totally. I find the same thing that, and you know, this it's not like these prayers are magical, you know, and that they magically do that. It's just that you and I have both found them helpful. And I, I think others may find them helpful as well. And I think that's probably the the thing to be thinking about is, you know, in your own prayer life, like what helpfully draws yeah. me into that space? Um, Dallas Willard talked about this um, somewhere. Maybe it was a talk he gave. I can't remember, but he said, you know, familiarity, um, uh, oftentimes breeds, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've heard the phrase breeds contempt. Um, I can't remember how he put it, but basically like familiarity sometimes can breed uh, just like familiarity. I think that's how he put it. Familiarity breeds yeah. familiarity. Yeah. And um, that's why it can be helpful to read a different translation of the Bible. Um, you know, all my Bible reading this year is in a, a different translation that I haven't read before. Yeah. And I just find there's certain ways of phrasing things that just bring bring it alive to me. Like, Oh yeah, that's what that means. Or that's an interesting way of phrasing that. Or it kind of draws me into, I think the reality of the text that sometimes our familiarity can cover over the reality that, that, that needs to be revealed there. Um, because we've associated it with other things, you know, from the past. So, yeah. Um, let me just read this prayer, uh, now and I'll I'll pray it. How about we pray? And as I, and as I pray it, I mean, that's, you know, that's how you read it. That's what, that's what you uh, hopefully are doing when you're reading a prayer is you're praying it. But um, l- let me pray this prayer. And I do pray that it would have the same effect on you uh, as we pray it out loud here together. Here's the prayer. Lord Jesus, eternal Christ, I make my claim on reality, requesting forgiveness for every debt, provision for every need, strength for every weakness, comfort for every trouble, healing for every sickness, peace for every anxiety, joy for every sorrow, light for every darkness, 
love for every longing, companionship for every loneliness, presence for every absence, meaning for every emptiness, bread for every hunger, water for every thirst, shelter for every storm, and abundance for every lack. You are the miracle. You part the waters again and again, inviting humankind to ask, seek, and knock. I await your whisper in the silence and envision your word bringing everything to life. Amen.